Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What if you could make fresh, delicious meals at home without the stress of planning, prepping, or cleaning up? Introducing Tavala. Tavala is a first-of-its-kind meal service that makes eating well effortless. By combining a countertop smart oven with delivered meals, just scan a QR code to cook dinner. First, choose from a variety of chef-crafted meals delivered weekly to your door. When you're ready to eat, just do one minute of easy prep. Next, scan your meal's QR code with the Tavala Smart Oven. While the oven automatically switches between modes and temperatures for the perfect cook, just sit back and relax. Your food's ready in 25 minutes or less. No shopping, no chopping, no cleanup. Simplify mealtime today with Tavala. Go to Tavala.com now to save $150 on a Tavala Smart Oven when you agree to order meals six times. That's T-O-V-A-L-A dot com. Promo applied automatically at checkout. Tavala. Eat well effortlessly. Tavala.com. My cohort has joined me for the post-match, it's Kevin Graham, and this is a Celtic state of mind. It's the match day, Kev, we cover all the games, 
good, bad, or indifferent. Which category do you put tonight, son? When you look at that team selection to start off with, you're going to say indifferent because it looked like Ange Postacoglu for the first time since he's arrived. I thought Ange just took us for a bit of mugs and, and mugged us off and he sacked this game off when you looked at the five changes that he had actually made. What, I, what, am, I, what am I going to say is, is this. is This was in the third tier competition of Europe. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason that Bodo Glunt are in the third tier competition of Europe as well, and they've comfortably they've they've comfortably beat us over the last over the 180 minutes. This should be embarrassing for those who actually run the football club and can actually make the decisions mm-hmm. to change stuff. Me and you can I make the decisions to change stuff, Paul. Like, the guys in the comments can't make the decisions to change stuff. There's guys on that board that have sat there for 10 years watching us getting shafted by teams with a fraction of our budget, right? Mm. And instead of them tonight going home on their nice wee comfy charter plane, they should jump on a charter plane with the 400 fans that were behind that goal. The guys for Bellaston, the guys for the Joseph Rafferty, the boys, the Green Brigade, the guy for Kelly, Kelly's Bar. The Axon Troops. The Axon Troops. The, the, the Axon folk that were on the telly as well. They should get on their flight and mm-hmm. go home with them and see the feeling amongst these guys who go absolutely everywhere watching Celtic. Instead, he's sitting on the nice wee comfy charter plane and gone home. This should be the lowest moment absolutely on paper I'm not embarrassed about the result I can't get embarrassed about the result but the folk who can influence this result should be utterly embarrassed and this should be and this and this should actually be the lowest that we get because if you have a look at our results over the last five years right every team in Europe fancies coming in players every team in Europe fancies their chances against us so it's for me. This is, this is probably the lowest that that we can actually get. This is the lowest result that we've that we've had, and probably possibly the last decade because we were so comfortably beaten over the two legs in the third in the third level of European football after being horsed out the Champions League after being horsed out the Europa League. But the folk who make the decisions at this football club will be quite happy because they got 45000 to pay between £30 and 35 quid last week. Well, Kev, this is a conversation that you and I have had since the Celtic State of Mind started five years ago, almost five years ago. And the conversation started around whether or not Celtic were a Champions League club. And then gradually that conversation got into the, the realms of whether or not, Kev, we were a Europa League club. And now we've just been shown that we can't even compete in the Conference League. So for the first time ever, we've been bounced out of three European tournaments in the same season, yet we still haven't got to the last 16. Now, anyone tuning in thinking it's all doom and gloom, we're going to focus mainly no, on, on the European uh, you know, standing at this uh, on this, this particular broadcast, Kev, because we love what Ange has done since he comes in. He's not the decision maker um, at the level that you're discussing. We love what he's done. We love where he's taken us. The the transformation in the side has been incredible. I don't think many of us expected to be sitting at the top of the league at this point of the season. We're one trophy in the cabinet and another one still to play for. So 
that's not what tonight's about. It's more about the, the bigger picture, as cliched as that sounds, Kev, and it's something that we've discussed time and time again. So you're absolutely spot on. Big shout out for the fans who travelled. And we watched the progress of that travel through the prism of Natasha, who kept everybody updated with you know the delays and the weather. And there was a moment where they're thinking, we're going to have to try and find somewhere to show us the game in Trondheim. That's, they were stranded for, for a period. Um, that was the birthplace of Harold Bratback, by the way. Um, twin town of Dunfermline. But they got to the game, Kevin. And you rightly said, at 66 minutes, up pops Natasha on the big screen. Axon doesn't go to the games. Well, we do. Um, but yes, they're the people that deserve immense credit. When you look at a, a fan base like that, doing everything in their power to get to a game and it's the cost and it's the dedication and it's, you know, a day or two days away from the family and all that kind of stuff, Kev. When you look at the, the lineup, I mean, this has been a point of conversation all week. Do you think that there is an obligation? Well, listen, the, the tie wasn't completely over. It wasn't what you would describe as a dead rubber. Is there an obligation to play a strong side when you consider what those fans have gone through to get there? Is there an obligation? I mean, obviously, I mean, I'm quite annoyed with Poster Coglu for the first time. <laughs> for the first time since he's walked through the door, I'm actually quite annoyed with Poster Coglu. I says on the bulletin yesterday that he would send out a team that would at least be capable of, that he believed would be capable at least of winning the game. As soon as you saw that starting lineup, you went, well, you've kind of sacked this off, ain't you? <laughs> I mean, you're actually sending the team out with for me, the wrong mindset and, and uh, to, to start off with. And I think in the first half, I mean, you're sitting after 20 minutes in the first half and you're going like that. I just want this game over with. I just, this is how, uh, there was a point in that first half I was fearing this this could be how many goals that, that uh, Bodo Glint wanted to score. And I'm saying, I should not be sitting, uh, we, we should not be maybe sitting in the third tier of European European football, that that sounds a bit entitled to me. It does, maybe it is a bit entitled, but we shouldn't be sitting here going. By the way, we could we could get a honk, we could actually get a hide in the night. Didn't it turn out that way? I understand maybe why Postecoglou did it. I do understand why Postecoglou did it, but the fact is, everything for last Thursday was saying we were still in the tie. I'm going to put a strong team out there to actually to actually turn it over. And he, he didn't turn it round, and he didn't actually do it for me. He didn't. He didn't actually do it. We we were defeated before we stepped on that part tonight. You were saying you're right. He was saying it's only half time in a tie. When I when I look at the lineup, and we'll get we'll get back to that uh, in a moment or two. But when we look at the lineup, were you surprised, Kev, that we started again with O'Reilly and Rogic on the same part? It doesn't seem to work, and I don't just mean on a European level. That pairing doesn't seem to work. Obviously, Beaton's been brought in. He's a captain. I thought he was poor tonight. Um, mm -hmm. He's one of the guys that I put in this category of most improved players under Ange. And I think that he's up there. I think yeah, Tommy Rogic is up there. And I think Ralston's up there. But he was poor tonight, um, as was Rogic. I mean, when was the last game that he really impressed you in? There's a bit of a concerning trend there with the, the poor performances of um, Big Tommy O'Reilly. I'm not going to say he's gone off the boil, but he's not been as great in the last couple of games. Um, but you're looking at the sides, and the point I'm going to make here, Kev, is that I think what he's managed to do, and this is a miracle in itself, is he's managed to um, 
gather a team, a starting eleven, which could you know domestically do something really really good this season. We've already got the league cup in the bag. We're top of the league as I say, we're in the Scottish. But the minute you start tinkering with that eleven, be that through uh, the reasons that you tinkered with it tonight, or through injury or suspension then you see a completely different Celtic side. Then you see a side that doesn't have the same quality. I mean, that side that went out tonight wasn't a quality Celtic side. There was a lot of quality on the bench. I think what he's done, and it has has been incredible in the time that, that he's taken to do it, is he's managed to assemble a right good start in 11. Maybe one or two who are quite strong if you have to call on them. But beyond that, Kevin, we are left wanting time and time again. You look at the uh, the second goal, for example, right? Uh, Ralston, who is a player that you know we've sang his praises all season. It's you know one of the, the the greatest stories of this campaign has been the resurrection of Tony Ralston's Celtic career. But it's simple, right? We go on about at this level. See, at any level, you can't give that guy that amount of space at the back post. He's in acres of space, Kevin. He doesn't track his run. He's nowhere. And it's not as if he's got two men and he's decided to track the run of one of them and he's left the other one behind him. He just he's nowhere near him. Um, and then when the ball comes in, where's Beaton? Because he doesn't track the run either. This is an Israeli internationalist who's been at Celtic for the best part of a decade. So people say at this level, at any level, Kev, that isn't good enough. And that's the kind of standard, the dropping standard, because your, your best start 11 are both of those players in it. And that, that's where we are, I think. So the drop down in standard from your first pick, um, 1 to 11. And then some of your, your kind of second picks is massive. It's absolutely huge. I, I think I think there is a drop off, Paul. It's, I shouted for beat on to be on the to play yesterday, but then I was shouting for beat on to play with what I would call a first choice midfield. Uh, but I always knew, and I did actually say this towards the end of the, the bulletin yesterday, I do know that he's got a horror show in him because he's proved that over the, over the last nine years that he can actually do some daft things and, one, and that was one of those things tonight. But when I looked at the, when, at the squad and for the type of midfield base that I wanted in this game, beat on was the only natural fit that we had in the squad because Ida Gucci is not in the European squad and James McCarthy is another one that we don't know what he's actually going to contribute because it seems to be very fleeting his appearances. Let's have a look at this, Paul. I love Postacoglu and I love what Postacoglu done. I think he's got it wrong in the last two games. I don't think O'Reilly and Roggett works. I think um, tonight he could have played any. I think O'Reilly and Rogic have actually who forms actually dropped. I think Atati's forms dropped as well. But they're just in the, they're just in the side. Uh, that actually are just in the side. They've had a bit of adrenaline. Signing in January and then all of a sudden there's, there's a wee acclimatisation coming there. Eh? I'm having a look. We've talked about how many players that we actually brought in during the summer. Mm. Right? How many players that we brought in the, the summer? And I'm starting thinking to myself, I'm going, how many players have actually played in European competition in the number that we actually brought in? I think it's only Joe Hart and James McCarthy. Uh, I can't think Abada won't, won't have Maida, uh, Maida, Kyogo, or these guys, Starfelt. Starfelt has pro- has played in European competition. So we have a massive squad overhaul and we bring in players that have never played in a European competition. And I, I think that shows where we are. And maybe ourselves, we got a bit too excited 
uh, we beaten Rangers and, and stuff like that to see where we actually are in Europe. And the bottom line is we've been bounced, we've been bounced out of three European competitions uh, quite easily. We've had some great moments, we've had some great goals, we've showed some great uh, uh, we've had some great we've had some great moments, great goals, and it looks like we're going in the uh, uh, it looks like we're going in the right direction. But we still need to improve all over the pitch to go go in the right direction. What I'm really, really pleased about is the fact is we're still sitting here at this point of the season with 11 cup finals left. Mm-hmm. And we've got 11 cup finals left to win a league, which I thought was beyond us uh, in August. So I, I'm, over, I'm overall happy with the big picture. But if we want to be a European force, that's got to change very, very quickly. But this is the discussion that JP and I had this afternoon um, where we asked the question, what is Celtic as a club, what is their aspirations in Europe? Because we within the group, Kevin, I've got a number of season ticket holders, shareholders, and not one of us know because the club have never told us. They've never given us the blueprint. What is the what is the plan in terms of European football and where we see ourselves as a European force? Because during the domestic dominance of the nine-in-a-row period, that um, came to an abrupt end last season, we didn't progress as a European force. And we, we, we've joked about it, you know, with regards to what would have happened had we kept the team together longer, you know, and you've got a team that could do something in Europe had you kept some of the players that you brought in on a three-year programme to make money from. Um, and, you know, just pick your best team over that nine-year period. And it's a superb side. All of the players are still playing kind of top flight or um, good level of football. And we just don't keep them. So that, that takes us to where we are just now. And then the point's been made earlier today um, in relation to where can we buy a player who becomes your first pick? Where do we need it? Left-back's been mentioned. Centre-half has been mentioned in relation to Starfelt. Right, so if you're going to buy a first pick, Kev, I mean, Starfelt was four and a half million quid. If you're going to buy someone of the quality of a Carter Vickers or a Juranovic to play left-back and centre-half, how much is that going to cost the club? And then on top of that, if you have to buy Carter Vickers permanently and Jota permanently, how much is that going to cost the club? Now, you combine those four players whilst keeping the rest of this team together, and that shows that there is some ambition, Kev, to do something beyond the domestic stage. How much would it cost, though? You're talking in excess of 20 million quid pretty easily, with no player sales, by the way, um, to fit the bill. Are the club ambitious enough to do that? Is that something that you can see us doing? Or will we continue um, to try and bring someone in to stop, you know, fill the gap? I mean, it's quite clear the left-back position is an issue. We bring in skills tonight. He's the second choice. There is a drop down in terms of the standard. Some people don't rate uh, the first choice. But they're the only two left-backs we have at the club at the minute. So if you were to go out and buy someone of the standard of Juranovic, you're not going to get them for 2.7. You're probably talking 5 million quid minimum, Kev. Are the club prepared? Are they ambitious enough to go out and buy these four players that, that I've mentioned? Because at that point, and if they all acclimatise, like you're saying, and they all hit the same type of form, we've got a decent side uh, beyond domestic football. But if we don't, then we're going to have the same conversation next season. We are going to have the same conversation next season. And we're not just maybe talking... As I, as I says on Wednesday, I'm maybe psychologically scarred by the fact that we go into European competition and didn't compete and our club didn't seem to want to compete at a, Euro- a European level. Um, 
and sometimes I blame myself for ten for buying season tickets and that, and I'm buying into the fact that we're quite happy to actually be won domestically. Um, but that's just me. It has has those doubts in the darkest hours during the darkest nights and stuff like that. I go, why am I doing this? And it's it's, it's never getting any better. Um, as somebody's pointed out, Scales has played in Europe. He's played for Shamrock Rovers because uh, played, he played in Europa League for Shamrock Rovers. But the point I was trying to make is they are inexperienced at a European level playing an Ange Postacoglu-style football at a European level. And I think that showed over over like, uh, over like the piece. And we did have some good moments in the Europa League. I mean, the, the two the two ones against Ferez Varos. And I says after Ferez Varos, we need to start winning games against teams at the level of Ferez Varos on a consistent basis. On a, on a yearly basis, actually, because that's what, that's what we need to actually... Uh, that, that's what we need to do to qualify for European competition. Uh, when, when you're mentioning the scales there, which is quite unusual, I actually the, the stream that I watched the, watched the game on was a uh, RTE, and I found their defensive scales quite quite funny at times. Uh, that they, they were always blaming O'Reilly in front of them, which they probably had a good point on that. O'Reilly didn't seem to track back, and Maeda always seemed to be. Uh, a bit late trying to get back to give, give him a dig out as well, eh? But I was just having a laugh because I, I think sometimes we chuck players under the bus very, very easily. And folk last week chucked Greg Taylor under the bus, and I think the night folk are going to chuck scales under the bus in real where the truth somewhere in the middle, probably. <laughs> uh, and, and you're probably right, Paul. Do we go out in the summer and will we actually sign Carter Vickers, who is our best? Centre half. I mean, we mm. dropped our best centre half tonight. We dropped our best winger tonight as mm. well. It shows you how seriously Postacoglu was taking this game. It shows you where in his head he thought this game was. He basically thought this game was gone. We well, dropped. We dropped our captain. And what does that? What does that say to the team that's getting sent out there? Joe Hart's play looked like he was playing in a Canadian Goose Jacket underneath his underneath his goalie underneath his goalkeeper top. What does that say to guys like James Forrest and that going? Are you only going to get a game in the Arctic Circle when I think the game's gone? Mm. I understand Postacoglu wants twenty guys. He wants rotation, and the system is more important than the individual. But at the point that we are at this precise moment in time is the individual is not good enough for the system, apart from maybe 13, 14 players that we've actually got. And I've seen that, that figure. Yeah, I've seen that figure and I probably agree with it. And, and, that, and that needs addressed in the summer. Mm. Right now, but, that, 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 but right now, we need to focus on uh, the loving games that we've got left in the league and hopefully free in the Scottish Cup. Yeah. And to get into this point, I love the fact that we're in this point, but we need to get our form back. We need to get that Rangers form back. We need to get that first half form against Aberdeen back because that's kind of disappeared as well. And that's all down to maybe a drop of form of the aforementioned Rogic, O'Reilly, Hatati as well. We need, for Ange Postacoglu's Ange system's a high wire act. For more than seven decades, Valley Children's has built a legacy of pioneering firsts, clinical breakthroughs, and unfailing compassion. Today, we're recognized as one of the best children's hospitals in the nation, providing the most advanced care, from the common to complex, and giving families access to cutting-edge technology, innovative treatments, and leading pediatric specialists. All here in the heart of California. Valley Children's. Futures worth fighting for. 
and you need you can't carry any passengers. And over the last couple of games, we've carried passengers, and and they've been mainly in the, it's been mainly in the midfield area. The three you mentioned, uh, there was a good point on Friday by uh, Jared, who comes in once a month to give us his uh, take from Oz. And the three you've mentioned, you could maybe throw in Abada and Jota and Kyogo, who's obviously he's injured. Uh, the point that he made was, imagine we get to a, a point, Kevin, where those five or six players all hit the form that we've seen individually throughout the season. We've not seen it all at one time. Now, I know that might be a little bit um, unrealistic to expect six players to hit the form, but we have seen it from every player that you've mentioned there, that there could all be game winners, match winners, you know, they can game changers even. Um, But we've not seen it collectively. And in the last few weeks, you know, a collection of maybe three or four of them have all dropped off at the same time. And I think it comes around in cycles. So hopefully within the last 11 games of the, the league campaign, we do see those half a dozen players or so clicking back into the form that uh, we've seen throughout the season now. There was a point made during that that night, and I've seen this so many times in Europe, Kev, where there's a breakaway and the team is just clinical and they put you to the sword. You always seem to be backtracking and it's a goal. Um, And one example of that, 65 minutes, uh, Maeda should score. Three minutes later, they do score. And it's about a lackey clinical finishing. Is that a concern for you? Because we have seen that a fair bit this season. Poster Coglu last week talked, uh, spoke about moments and how Bodo took their moments in the first first leg. We had a moment tonight where Maida didn't take it. And that's, you have to take those moments at this level of football, even though it is the third level of European football. Uh, you still need to take those moments. You need to take those moments in absolutely every game because there is going to be a time when you start missing chances that is going to come back to bite you. And I mean, there's been quite a few, I mean, I'm sure Alan Morrison would probably come in and have a look at your expected goals and how, how many chances we've missed even domestically this season. But we managed to get away with it because we actually create quite a lot of chances domestically. Mm-hmm. But, but over the last two games, I think they've maybe created two, three, at the most, good chances. And apart from the goal, we've missed them all, and that's not good enough at this level. You, you, you've got to have you've got to have players who are absolutely clinical at this level. But uh, is Kyogo is Kyogo clinical? I probably is, but he still likes to miss quite a few chances. But you look at his first goal against uh, you, you look at his first goal against Ferris Varos. Great finish. Uh, we just need to be better at this level. And, and it's a simple thing. We just got to be better at this level. Whether that is the players get better or we or we bring in better players, I do not know. But we need but we need the book we need the board to actually back post a coglu. Say we do win the league, Paul. Say we do win the league. Do you trust us to spend that forty million pounds wisely? Do you trust us to spend that forty million pound at all? No, I, 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 that, I don't know. That's the question we opened up with, Kevin. I think that we've had the discussion about, you know, retaining players rather than selling them for massive profits. And we're in a situation where we've seen the the financial state of the club just recently. Um, If you win the league, as you say, you've got the the bounty of 35 to 40 million pounds. Now, if the investment at that stage is to, you know, bring in Carter Vickers and Jota on, on permanent deals, and then not just two players, but let's say three players of the quality 
um, that we've seen coming into the side, you know, because we've, we've brought in some some true quarters. There's been very few players that have come in and, and been duds or, or poor signings. I th- you've mentioned McCarthy earlier on. I'm at the stage now where if you've not done it by the end of February, you're not going to do it. You know, so that that's one player. I know it was a free transfer, but at his age with a four-year deal, you know, it's it's a strange, it's a it's a strange kind of signing um, that isn't making any more sense the longer the season goes on. But if you bring in five five players, because you're not going to be bringing in eighteen like you have done this season, but no. if you bring in the five that we've mentioned, let's say three, a left back, a centre centre half, somewhere else in the park, maybe a centre forward of real quality. To, to play behind uh, the two that we've got there and you bring in Carter Vickers and you bring in Jota then that investment Kevin is 20 to 25 million quid so your question is what do you do with that 40 million well if you want to actually go into that competition and make an impression and by the way we're, we're going to be another five or six months into Andy's reign and obviously the players getting to know how the, the game that he's playing the intensity that he plays at then if you're serious about it and I don't mean you're going to go out and win it. I mean, I, I'm realistic. But if you're serious about putting a good account of yourself out uh, in that Champions League, uh, you're going to have to do that. So you're talking about five big signings for huge fees and huge wages. That's your £40 million pound gone in those five when you take in the, the actual the wages. And you have asked me, are the boards going to do that? I hope that they, they would. I would hope that they have enough belief in Ange Postecoglou that they would back them to that level. If they don't, then it, it actually paints a completely different hue on the scenario that, that we are currently sitting in. Because everybody in terms of the fans are bought into Ange and Ange seems to have bought into the club. And, you know, we're no longer looking so much at the board, which, you know, may, may not be the, the, the right thing, Kev. But if he doesn't get back sufficiently this time round, next time round, there might be an issue. JP brought up today how, you know, we had a, a situation with Brendan Rodgers where very quickly... You know, I mean, quickly, within a couple of seasons, he's starting to talk about Terminado and interviews. It's very quick that you get from the Brennan Rogers that we all fell in love with, Kev, to the Brennan Rogers who started rocking the boat, to the Brennan Rogers who left in the, the deepest, darkest night. So I don't want that to happen with Ange, but the way that you keep him happy and the fans happy is to back him. But the backing is the bounty. You know, you're not going to get the £40 million and be able to stockpile it. You just can't do that if you want to progress in Europe. So I, I don't think the board will, if I'm going to be honest. What's your take on I don't think they will either. And that's just based on past history. And you have a look at, we had to bring in a number of players. What what, what to bring, bring in a number of players this summer. But you look at the guys, as, as I pointed out, you look at the guys that we brought in. There's, yes, they're all of a certain age. Like, like you look at the the. the, the Kyogo and that, they're 26, 27, Maida, uh, they're, they're older, even Yakamakis is 27. But if you want to buy a 27-year-old who's Champions League ready, that, that's 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 money that the, the Celtic board are going to bulk at. They're not, they're not going to buy a 27-year-old who's Champions League ready because that's £15 million. That, that is an awful lot of money. And would you get a player that costs £15 million to come to Scotland anyway? That that is that is another question. What we what we actually need to hope is the scoutings we, we get the players in early enough mm-hmm. during the summer, and then the guys are maybe of a better. The guys need to be of a better level of what's currently in the squad, 
And pe- people have like I'm, I'm kind of being over over exaggerating here when when I say to be a European side, to be a top European side, you could replace any of that eleven that was on that part tonight, or any of the eleven that we current that, that we think are currently good enough to fit and system. And I'm, I'm sure Postacoglu probably thinks like that as well. That he won't have, he won't go right for the money I've got available. This is the best I can get. But if he sees a position there and he goes, well, for the money I've got available, I can get better than anybody on that pitch. And that's what he's probably looking at. And that's what Celtic are probably looking at. I mean, you have a look at the the, the interim results. I mean, we're absolutely floating in cash. And we will still be floating in cash at this point next year because mm-hmm. the board are naturally conservative when it comes to when it comes to uh, signings, wages, transfer fees. I'm sure our wage bills actually probably dropped. I don't know. I never looked too much into their figures. I'm sure our wage bills actually dropped. And if we got that forty million pound, you have got that problem. The wage bill gets far too high. You're at Brendan Rodgers level with the wage bill again. And you go, that's no that is no sustainable. So what I'm actually looking for is Ange Postacoglu to bring in players that can play his system better, like the Bodo Link guys. You look at them. For me, having a look at that team, I'm going, Ange Postacoglu's system can work in Europe if you sign the correct players. But the players are available in Europe, but no for a lot of money. See what you're saying there about it not being sustainable. <clears throat> it is sustainable if you progress in Europe. And that's always been the issue. It's only an issue if you don't progress in Europe season on season. And that, mm-hmm. that, that's the risk. That is actually the dilemma. And you, you ask yourself, well, they stick or twist. Well, I don't think the board are, or I, I just don't think that they would take that risk, that calculated risk. Um, uh, please don't say, says Martin Wilmot, that the second half was better. It wasn't really. Bodo in the first gear just did enough and we looked toothless. But I'm going to bring up your second point, Martin. If Maeda is on loan, I'm not sure we buy him in the summer. What's your thoughts on that, Kev? I think there is. I think it's only a, a we ha, we will buy him in the summer. I think that's part of the deal. I think it's just a. I don't is know. It an, obliga- it's, an obligation it's, it's, to buy. It's, a, it's an obligation to buy, as far as I'm aware. But yeah. what you've got to remember about Maeda, what you've got to remember about Atai, what you've got to remember about about even Adaguchi, they've played a season already, and then they've come to Scotland. Different culture, different style of football. I'm really no surprised that they're actually struggling. I mean, I thought Atati has been absolutely brilliant, but I'm no surprised that they're maybe now looking a bit leggy. I, I, I'm no surprised at that whatsoever. But I noticed quite a few folk in the comments actually saying we are looking leggy, we're looking like we're running on empty. Again, that goes back to what Yara and that told us. About what will happen during the first season, mm-hmm. but Postacoglu says himself. He says, "I get my team set up so they're at their strongest towards the end of the season," and it looked that way when we came back for the winter break. But over the last four games, we've looked a bit. We've looked a bit dodgy. We've looked good in spells. We've looked a bit tippy tappy. We lack tone. We lack pace. Uh, tonight's tonight over the last two European games has been a sore one, but. If I keep on going back to, that's Europe out the way. We can't worry about can't worry about Europe anymore. We've got a league to go and win, and I want to win that league because I didn't expect us to be anywhere near this position. You didn't. 
way 11 games to go. You didn't, Kev. And this is the thing, you were trying to be realistic because you knew the state the club was in when Ange came in, so it's understandable and it just shows you the job that he's actually done. Um, this is interesting from Emmett McNamee. Kyogo expects unexpected, Maeda does not. Because I, I say it's interesting because I think the one thing I keep going back to, Kev, is that Ange Postacoglu's shopping list, Maeda was at the top of it. Um, and I, I don't think that he's in the same level as Kyogo from what I've seen. But I take into account what you're saying there in relation to the fact that there's been absolutely no rest for this player. And then he's probably had to completely step up the tempo again uh, coming into into Celtic as well. Um, I, and I'm, I'm not writing off any of the signings. I'm not writing off any of the signings. What, what about James McCarthy? I'm not even writing off McCarthy. I, I think McCarthy has shown in certain games that he's got this sort of specialist role where he can come on and completely kill a game. But unfortunately, that could be like few and far between the, the, the way that Celtic play. But I'm not writing off any of them, especially the ones that came in January. I think, I think Matt O'Reilly is now just acclimatising. <laughs> I think Atati and uh, Maeda... Are, are, are acclimatising as well, but they're coming from playing a full season of football. I'm actually looking forward to seeing them with a full pre-season. I think mm-hmm. they've all showed flashes that they've got something to offer. You, you look at big Yakamakis, but tonight wasn't made for Yakamakis. The game tonight wasn't made for Yakamakis, but you've actually seen what type of striker that he actually is. He's a penalty box striker, even though tonight he actually tried to put himself about a bit, and mm-hmm. and he and he works. He actually does. He actually puts in a hell of a lot of work. So I want to see him with a full preseason as well. I want to see the majority of the team with a full preseason. But we have to get better, and we're all sitting here hoping that Yarrods and the other Australian and Japanese football watchers' prediction is true that we're going to be utterly fantastic by this point next season. But I go back to it. I'm looking forward to Sunday. I'm looking forward to going to Easter Road. I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what what we can do on Sunday and seeing if we can actually bounce back for this. Because, let's face it, the fans have maybe had a wee reality check. I've maybe had a wee reality check that that we've actually, that that we've been put out of the Europa Conference League by Bodo. Uh, I've probably have had a wee reality check, but my reality also is we've got 11 games to win a league. That is reality. That, that That is no make believe. So, hey, plenty to look forward to. And I think we've got the squad that can do that. Um, I've always had my doubts about Europe this season. Of course I have. But now, looking at the squad, Kev, I think we've got the squad that can get us through that 11. One final point, Robert Highland. It takes more than two windows to build an entirely new squad. Well said, sir. Now, it's been interesting because I've done a couple of solo shows earlier on, Kev. And then you join me for a du- you join me for a duet. You join me for a duet. Um, so it finished off perfectly well. Thanks everybody for getting involved. It wasn't a vintage display by Celtic, but safe travels to every single Celtic fan who went over there. Um, and I'll tell you what, it was Baltic, wasn't it? It looked absolutely. No, well, it looked cold. It did look really, really cold. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll get a wee bit uh, more update and photos and everything else from uh, David and Natasha who were over there representing Axon. Thanks, everybody, for getting involved. If you haven't done so already, 
Get yourself subscribing on the YouTube channel. 12.30 on Saturday, we have the St Mary's video feature, which uh, includes a really good interview with Canon Tom White, and we speak about the incredible effort of Celtic supporters who came together to raise almost 29 grand and rising. I'm pretty sure it'll hit 30 grand at some stage in the next week or so uh, until we bring it up to a close. So that's 12.30 on Saturday. Get subscribing on there. Download the app that's underneath in the video description. We'll tell you a wee bit more about that um, as we move forward in the weeks to come. And all that's left for me to say once again, Kevin Graham, thank you for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Thank you, everybody. Cheers. phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio is a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.